0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans, he's biked across Canada.
1: Harmonious Gentlemen.
2: Well, summer's winding down. It's dark outside already. Three quarters of us are wearing socks and we're ready to record (laughs) another episode of Harmonious Gentlemen.
0: Hi, I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. (laughs) I'm Graham. And I'm Peter.
1: (laughs) And we're the harmonious...
2: Gentlemen? (laughs) Were we supposed (laughs) to finish (laughs) your sentence there? (laughs) We really got to plan more than this. We're we're not
0: Um, that close. How's our
1: summer been, everybody?
3: Good? Yeah, Yeah, really good. Wait, what Uh summer?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I experienced summer by going, like, way north, which is ironic. I think I had way better, better weather than you guys here. Yeah, I think so.
2: But... I went west and east, and both had better weather than here.
3: Yeah,
2: I stayed here, and I had better weather than here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird how that works. Yeah, is
3: this uh, is this good podcasting talking about the weather in your specific location? Can I just <laughs> vent?
1: Like people are like complaining about the weather so much, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, like stop it. Like it's it, it's weather. You know, whether I've, or not you like it or not, it's weather. I was
3: saying this too. I've been trying not to talk about weather with people because it's always complaining. I think no matter what. Yeah. Like if it was warm, people would say it's too hot to can't sleep at night. Right. right. Like it's, it's just. Look, you no want matter what. plastic Cold, too straws too
1: and you want good weather, you can't have them both.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think right? about that, but you're right. right. <laughs> I was recently in Seattle and they serve plastic straws at almost every place I went. I thought that was weird. Wow. Because they're on the ocean. Mm hmm. I can't use a plastic straw in Red Deer. But They know something we don't know. Yeah. Hey, this is actually
3: something that happened between episodes here. We talked about the environment in our last episode. And I am way more, I don't know, I'm way more into the environment good. Than, yeah. um, than before. How many times did you have and to listen to the podcast for that to really <laughs> click in? Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, I, I said some really good things. I should actually start doing those Yeah, and believing those. But yeah. um, no, Chris Krista's too, like been... Like we went, like I said, we went up north to the Yukon, and uh, culture is just a little different up there. Like it's people are talking about climate change in a totally different way than they are here. So that was kind of eye-opening for us. And then, yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll during recommendations, I'll maybe make a environment-related recommendation.
2: For our listeners who can't see Tyler, he has done some hunting over the summer. Mm-hmm. Hasn't cut his hair and yeah. it's debatable whether he's showered since our last time. And episode. I wish <laughs> I was sitting further away from him.
3: Well <laughs> uh, those like cleaning products are horrible for the environment. <laughs> Speaking oh, yeah. of which And your skin, actually. Yeah, it's Heidi true. got
1: some mail today and it was like those shampoo bars came in a little like small brown paper bag. No big bottles, no shampoo bottle.
2: A shampoo bar. Yeah. I mean, it's soap, so it can be in a bar. It's uh, not that shocking, but you know what? <laughs> I've never seen it, so that's <laughs> a surprise in that tiny to me. Little box,
1: and I'm, I thought that's pretty cool. So there you go. I'm gonna try it. I still have a big giant plastic one for the gym, but one step at a time. Tyler, have you heard from the the listeners recently? Yes, I had
3: another family member <laughs> uh, reach out. Have- <laughs> Nobody would know
2: you <laughs> didn't say that. Um,
3: well, sometimes they want to shout out. Oh, so that's thanks true. Good uh, point. Sarah for Good the uh, shout out on Instagram. Um, she just said she likes what she hears and really appreciated Hans Doof's recommendation of a female guest um, <laughs> who we've actually reached out to. And I think we're 95% sure we're going to have her on the next episode. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. And Sarah gave us uh, some ideas for what we could talk with her about too. So thanks Sarah.
1: Thanks, Sarah. Good job, Sarah. Cool. <laughs> hey, Peter's here too. Yeah, Peter is here. He's yeah. just taking it all in. Peter, but, um, <laughs> 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 Peter we just kind of talked briefly about what our topic is for the day. Do you want to maybe just briefly share what we're thinking about
0: talking about today? Yeah, though, did we like actually decide? I think, I think that's what <laughs> happened. right point. now. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, Uh, worship and Christian music and, uh, uh, just Christian media, I think in general. And yeah. And so I don't know, do the, the wider topic of Christian music and then like the more narrow topic of worship. And if, uh, worship is always music and how music should be included in that. and Yeah.
1: See, that's why mm-hmm. I asked you, because I knew you would just solidify, sort <laughs> of crystallize yeah. it for us. And
0: there it is. Yeah, there we go. Episode. I, I yeah. said our thesis statement. Now yeah. we can have a yeah. coherent we can it out. response. Okay, so. we'll
1: pause that thesis, and let's do some recommendations Nice. Uh, before we do good. it. All right, so I'm going to go first in this recommendation extravaganza. And I'm going to recommend for the first time a video game. Mm. And nice. you guys aren't judging me. Peter is for sure. I, I am. Yeah, he is.
0: Yeah.
3: We've but got some young from, listeners who probably are just waiting for this. right? Unless if you're playing, playing Duck
0: game. Hunt. I won't judge you for Duck Hunt. Okay.
1: This is yeah. like Duck Hunt, but it's oh. not. So <laughs> the game I'm going to recommend is so if you play video games, this game is on basically all the consoles and computers. It's called Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight it's just a really fun cartoon kind of vibe, kind of like noir, um, beautifully hand-drawn stuff. And whoever played Metroid when you were a kid? Played Metroid? Oh, yeah. Love Super Metroid. Metroid. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that vibe where like it's a big world that you explore and you can't go in certain places till later. Right. You know, it's like that. And it's awesome. And music's fantastic. So Hollow Knight, if you want a really cool game, if you
0: think mm. games can be cool. Right. Hey,
1: guys, can video games be art?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I
0: think so. For sure. No I question. I think video games causes gun violence. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, there's some. There's just, the American Just kidding. Compelling I'm not. Evidence there. <laughs> that's not true.
1: <laughs> Should we record that? No, that's going to stay in. Tyler, yeah. recommendation.
3: Well, my uh, recommendation also involves guns. Um, I'm going to recommend hunting. I went hunting. Duck hunting? Video, video game hunting? <laughs> no, real hunting. I was not allowed to hold the gun. But because um, like no, I'm not you? licensed. Or, oh, um, have never hunted before. So yeah, I tried it for the first time, went sheep hunting. Um, we didn't actually get anything. So I don't know. Maybe I'm really recommending just like go on an adventure. Like,
2: so, like do that really, really hard hike. Serious question. If you can't be the one to shoot it, are you hunting or are you just like hiking? Yeah, I was following? adventuring and helping. Yeah. If,
3: if we had been successful, and shot something I would have been way more involved but I wasn't I mean I was like stalking around like did you get there were no
2: animals to get or no we
3: saw some and like we were following them around and it was that part was really fun like pretend I felt like a little kid like sneaking up on sheep
1: from what I understand Tyler the sheep in that region of the world it's very particular which kind you're allowed to actually shoot yes based on the horn uh circumference
3: the Like the curl of their horn yes. has to come off. He told me this a yeah. few I'm He's guessing.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. It was out of
3: my comfort zone a little bit, like with the actual possibility of killing an animal and like butchering it and carrying it. Would you have been oh.
2: allowed to skin it and gut
3: uh, it? My brother-in-law wouldn't have let me...
2: Get Taint the meat?
3: <laughs> too involved, but I'm sure I would have done a lot of holding flesh back. And so were
2: you on horses?
3: No, we hiked way in and up and we did some canoeing and some bushwhacking and some climbing.
2: And And you would have had to carry the animal out if you... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's intense. So
3: I guess in short, like try some stuff. And and this is kind of a follow-up to our last episode where we, we weren't really against hunting, but no. I think after I went hunting, I re-listened to that, our episode. And I think I said, I'd be quite intrigued if someone were to invite me on a hunting trip. And it had, that's exactly what happened. Did you know that was going to happen when you recorded that? No, I had no idea. So I had to borrow every single piece of equipment that I used. but It,
1: was, it reminds it was cool. me when I had a squirrel issue in our back shed. and So I sort of stocked it for a few days. Yeah. It was the same thing. Just that adrenaline rush. <laughs> <laughs> <It was fun. laughs> the war paint that
2: you <laughs> wore. No, I'm sorry. I'm not, it actually sounds pretty fantastic, Tyler, what you did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, mine does not involve um, catching any living creature, but uh, it is eating carrots from a specific grower. If you live in central Alberta, my recommendation sounded really good in my head now that I'm actually <laughs> saying it, it's kind of lame, but Beck's carrots makes the, or not makes, but grows really delicious sweet carrots. You can get them at the red Deer farmer's market, the Wednesday farmer's market. And in on throughout the um, winter season, you can get them at the Eastview skate shack, $5 really? for a 10 pounds for or $10 for a five pound bag. I've had them. They are I should really have brought good. They're some, noticeably, they're noticeably good. better than any carrot you've had.
1: Well, sometimes you'll get those, the bag of like mini carrots, and they don't taste like anything. Like yeah. You just have no flavor. Right. These
2: look mini, but they're delicious. Right. Yeah.
1: You think like there's more to life than this
2: carrot sometimes, yeah. you know? What am I doing? Why did I pick this? Yeah. It was not 50 Bex. cents off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Beck's carrots, try them out. They'd be great on a hunting trip because you could just pack that 10 pound bag. And, they're a little heavy.
0: Yeah, I was going to say 10 pounds <laughs> <laughs> Peter what do you got for us? Uh, my recommendation is a book The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman um, I've read it many times before but I just uh reread it again uh, recently and it is uh, just one of the most emotionally satisfying books. It's a unique story it's a, a kid who loses his family and so he's raised by a bunch of ghosts in a graveyard and uh, so it's a very unique, um, just, uh, starting point. Uh, and the plot is very, very creative. And I just cry many times
1: in the book. So I'll find it in the nonfiction section at the library. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Peter, I I read American gods and like, didn't love it. I same author, uh, same
0: author, but I couldn't finish American gods. Like I, I don't know, halfway through the book, I just couldn't. Okay. Couldn't yeah. Do it. Good so, it really so, picks
2: up in the second half.
3: Yeah. yeah. American Gods was my recommendation to Graham. Like, mm,
0: and I,
2: I didn't ago. like dislike
3: I it a lot, think. but
1: it wasn't my favorite. I just,
0: you know. Th- this is, I consider the Graveyard book one of the most mature pieces of writing I've encountered in a while. Like, uh, it's a, hmm. I think only a mature writer could write a book like that. Um, yeah. So oh, cool.
1: beautiful, mature stories, healthy eating, going on hikes, and a flippin' video game. So thank you, <laughs> Graham, for that one. <laughs> but video games are art. And that'll be another episode. <laughs> I'll be pretty short. That should be, yeah. All right. Um, sure. So let's talk about music. When, um, I was, uh, when I was younger, I went to play uh, at someone's wedding, and a pastor got really mad at me for bringing a hand drum to play Mm. at this at this ceremony Mm. and they said that that was forbidden in his church and that was my first time I realized like that sometimes churches can be a little bit different than I think when it comes Mm. to music and rules I don't know if that's relevant but I just thought oh that is alright let's take a little break
0: okay so the uh, topic that we're going to begin with or the question that we're going to begin with is the positives of Christian music in our lives, like either in the past or currently. Uh, because uh, when we get, I don't know, when we analyze things or get critical about things, it's easy to just become super negative. So mm-hmm. I think it is good to, uh, good to point out that there are uh, positive, uh, mm-hmm. some positive things of the Christian music world. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I think I have two positives, one current and one from when I was a kid. When I was a kid, uh, my favorite band was Plank Eye, uh, which I thought was, I still think is actually one of the more, uh, creative Christian bands. I think they, uh,
3: were they like a ska band? Kind of uh, like a punk band?
0: Uh, they were more of a punk band, not, not ska. Okay. Uh, yeah, they had a <laughs> They had kind of a depressing song called Goodbye that I always enjoyed and, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess I always like the melancholy. Um, <clears throat> but I, my favorite current band, though I don't know if you could call them a Christian band necessarily, uh, is Thrice. I mm-hmm. uh, listen to them and actually quote them in sermons quite often, uh, but the, the lyrics have a lot of depth to them and the music is very, uh, uh, pushes boundaries quite a bit, so. Uh, my favorite Thrice album is probably "Beggars." Hmm.
1: My my wife and I lead worship, and so like we're always drawn to music that we can kind of maybe try and use. Sometimes when we lead worship because sometimes you hear the same things done the same way over and over again. And so I always really like when bands take beautiful old hymns and reimagine them. So I'm I'm always drawn to groups like that. And uh, so if you if, if that sounds good, uh, King's King's Kaleidoscope is pretty fantastic. Hmm. A huge like thirteen or fourteen piece band, and then another uh, band is, is called Page CXV One, and they're just a really nice, beautiful kind of arranged hymns. Um, yeah, pretty. I mean, nothing special, nothing, nothing. You know, um, groundbreaking, but just reimagining amazing old songs. Yeah. Well, my uh,
3: experience with Christian music began when I was quite young, and I was also at that time pretty into like heavier music, like punk and hardcore and metal. And at the time, actually, there was a, a record label, Tooth and Nail, that had a lot of artists that I really liked. Um, Plank Guy rings a bell. I wonder if they were on Tooth was and Was Tooth and Nail a
2: Christian producer?
3: Well, they were, uh, whether they were or not is kind of debatable, but they had a lot of Christian bands and then a lot of bands that
2: So they were just happening to into be what was making money for the Christian
3: kids. Well, and there were like... Actual Christian bands that were actually really good, yeah. and in that scene, but they, they were, were visionary enough to sign
2: those bands, right?
3: Yeah. yeah, and and one growing up was that I really liked was MXPX, and they since or would not call themselves a Christian band, but growing up, mm. they definitely would have. And then a current band, if I can throw in another recommendation, is Me Without You, all one word, mm. um, kind of an artsy, um. Rock band.
1: I Plank, know. Plank, I uh, was indeed on Tooth and Nail Records. Nice. Yeah. So and then that was a big part good of fact me. Fact
3: check. Like, mm-hmm. even still, I look, um, I kind of follow Tooth and Nail and see what, what they're putting out because, um, yeah, just like growing up, they had a good good catalog for sure.
2: Yeah. I remember um, the first concert I went to was a DC Talk concert in 1989, I think.
3: Were they still doing like rap at that
2: point? Yeah. So they were a rap. Band, and you know, at that time I wasn't allowed to listen to rap, my parents wouldn't let me, so but I was allowed to listen to DC talk, so probably why I liked them. Haven't listened to one of their albums for probably 28 years, but I sure liked them at the time. Now I would, I really like Need to Breathe, all one word, also. And they're kind of like I don't know what you'd call them country rock, maybe, which is not a genre I would typically like at all, but these guys, I just like their sound. Our band
1: tried to cover In the Light by DC Talk a little while back in the summer. That was a challenging song. Is it? Yeah. yeah. My mom used to play that album for us a lot growing up, DC Talk. And I remember being, it was like a musical moment for me where I was like, these guys are good singers, but they can play their instruments so, they're amazing. And then I, I read the notes of the CD one day. You know, like you could open up the back of the CD and read the liner notes. And it was all studio session musicians. It was, none, it was obviously all, right. all these pros just rocking it. Wow. I realized that day that I was lied to. <laughs> and they're basically a boy band
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's um,
2: interesting i know my brothers and i were always pumped when like we'd hear of a band that used to you know they kind of went mainstream like lifehouse or creed or um i loved creed collective soul creed like those years. bands that they had roots in churches i think and there's all yeah. these stories like they were youth ministry leaders or worship leaders and yeah
0: when when I think of a band that I really liked, it was probably uh I don't like them anymore. They're so round as skillet. Their first mm-hmm. album, I still put that in my They're still like, top around. 10. They still make music? I think so. Oh. It's probably horrendous, but
3: They were kinda of like
2: the Christian <laughs> Lincoln Park, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a good or some forty one. Yeah, no. they
1: this is actually like something I'd love to get some emails from people who can recommend some music to us. Like I'd love to get some new ideas, things to listen to you know, Christian artists, whether or not it's, it's worship or not, just, you know, I just love to get some other ideas. You yeah. Know, Google plays not recommend
2: them to me. So. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so what, how would you differentiate between like a Christian band and a worship band?
1: Well, the, the bands I mentioned they're you know, they're all, they're all hymns. So like, they're, basically. they would call themselves a worship band. But then, yeah, I guess they'll do songs that, you know, there's one where King's Cladoscope guy talks about his his son, and it's just it's a very spiritual song about him and God, but I wouldn't call it a worship song. Hmm. Peter, can you define that for us, a worship song?
0: I, I would say, in many ways, a worship song, because worship is meant to do in community, so is it a song that can be sung together as a community? Uh, so, like, some songs you cannot... Like it's just impossible to sing as a group of people, um, so I think that's one aspect. And another aspect is the direction of the song. If the direction is toward God or toward ourselves, I think that that makes a big difference as whoa, well. Whoa,
2: wait a second. So, what about in church when you're singing a quote-unquote worship song that's directed at us? That happens a lot. No comment.
1: That that actually actually does happen a lot though.
2: It seems like some of the language is really like how I'm feeling or bringing me in or.
0: I think songs Hmm. should always have God active language. So instead of like us welcoming God into our presence, uh, it should be like God welcoming us into his presence. Uh, and so, um, so both in churches now and actually even back in the days of hymns, uh, Like you have, uh, songs that, uh, put the focus on God and songs that put the focus on humans. Uh, Mm. um, we don't see as many bad hymns now because simply they've just been weeded out over, um, oh, long time. So the songs that we see now are the ones that made it through. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it like that before. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you just assume we're singing all the old. They just were the best writers, these were and they the, always had the right, best
0: intentions. Yeah, there and, is some right. pretty bad hymns, and like even some hymns that we sing now, some of the uh, some of them had verses that were later on removed because, right. just theologically, they were just atrocious. Uh, so they've they've been uh, edited and formed over a long period of time. So like contemporary music, just is not that point we haven't had time to edit it and improve
2: it. So yet. do you think like 17th century parents were making their kids like burn those Psalter <laughs> <laughs> hymnal <laughs> chapters <Yeah. laughs> at a youth group meeting? I well, can see it.
3: So then can you worship to any, like when I hear worship music, it's an actual style of music in my head. Um, like when, like when I listen to, I don't remember the radio station, but like a Christian radio station.
1: Mars a shine FM here in that, town.
3: That sound, to me, that sound 3. is worship yeah, music and which isn't really my style of music to listen to. Um, so, but also in churches, that's, they, they kind of play similar styles of music.
2: Like but, the contemporary worship Right. Style. It's almost
3: like the name of a genre of music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think it's possible to, to worship to like a punk song or two, like Who a let hardcore the dogs song. Out? <laughs> <laughs> right, like you said, doing like worshiping in in communion and community, mm-hmm. right? And the lyrics matter, but it, the sound of the music doesn't really matter. So then, why in church do we all play? Is it just because that's like the it's it like the pleases acceptable... the most people? Kind of mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah, I think that's the culture that we've been kind of brought up with because this contemporary music scene is actually quite old now. Like it's sure. Mm -hmm. uh, So, so for many people, that's what they've grown up with. Uh, one of the books, uh, that I read in seminary was a book that looked at different musical styles of different denominations. And, uh, uh, so there's actually in the Christian music worship world, there are, Tons of different musical styles and genres, and and things that we wouldn't normally think about in church today. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a lot of variety. Like Martin Luther, he wrote a lot of his music based off of uh, uh, tunes that he heard in the local pub, like uh, hearing like people sing together. And he's like, "Oh, that's yeah. a cool mm-hmm. tune." The devil can't have all the good music, so <laughs> right. so he he took yeah. those tunes. So I. I don't see any reason why we couldn't sing to like punk music. If it's something that everybody could sing along with
2: mm-hmm. um, like an altar call to Mambo number five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment.
2: <laughs> so I'm curious, um, just kind of, when would you tend to worship or what would the situation be like where you feel like you're involved in worship? For me, often it's with music. Um, in a church service, I feel like I'm caught up in a song or I, that kind of draws me into the worship experience, but I'm talking about a lot of worship being like my response to things. And, um, I really like seeing it collectively. So being in church and noticing when other people are getting involved, I, I, that helps me worship too. So to see how people respond to something the pastor's saying or doing a liturgy or the Lord's prayer together, like those are good moments when I feel personally kind of drawn into that worship experience. But curious to what you guys think.
3: Well, I'll I'll add to that. Like the, I was going to say for mine too, it's kind of when I'm alone quite often and Peter, maybe you can bring your expertise and tell me that that's not worship. But like, (laughs) tell him now that all Um, you've been worshiping wrong. But um, I wouldn't say like I never experience it in church. But it's usually my focus during the quote unquote worship time at church. Just talking about the music part. I'm distracted by other things, whether that's the music or my own singing or.
2: Your my, kids, or my ki- yeah, my yeah. kids
3: lately, and like, and like, that's not necessarily bad. Like, no. those are I like doing that in community, and but I just wouldn't define it as a worship experience for me because my focus isn't on God, and it's not like bringing me closer to Him. So I have those experiences like you, Graham, like outside, um, actually driving quite often. If I and music could play a part in this, but usually music without lyrics, music that just kind of ambient. Background music, and mm-hmm.
2: um, you must love elevators.
3: <laughs> now, then, I'm distracted by that that, uh, that that music.
1: But hey, elevated music is not that different than Christian music. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: okay, all right. Dang, I think you should edit that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I kid. Because That's I love.
3: Yeah. So, so Peter, what do you think about that? Like, can you have a? Can I? And it sounds like Graham have worship experience outside of of a church and without the community?
0: I, I would say, I would say yes. Uh, because I, um, basically within Christian thinking, all of life should be done to glorify God. So like, uh, so any, any action, uh, can, uh, uh, theoretically be an act of worship. Um, normally when I, or not normally, but often I try to talk about like when it comes to like worship at church, uh, I try to use the phrase congregational worship. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I email like mm-hmm. sermon questions, uh, and I always say, Oh, looking forward to congregational worship, uh, because there is, there is uh, worship that you do individually, but there's uh, worship that you do as a community where you build each other up. Okay.
3: Right. Uh, I like that distinction actually. Yeah. I like that. And there's value to that too, I think, like to have, yeah, like a communal worship, as it would be another way to say it. Well, I think a lot personal. of people
1: in churches, like they, they're almost c- conditioned or taught to like that worship is worship music mm-hmm. right. and that's all it is. Didn't we change at our school what the weekly quote unquote worship time was, right? It used to be called yep. worship and now what do we call it? We don't call it that anymore. Well, it used to be
2: called chapel. Actually, we do call it worship. Oh, we did change it. Okay. Yeah. But we call the whole thing worship, not just, so whether it's a speaker or whether it's, I wonder like sometimes worship is also about our feeling. Like, um, you know, I felt like I was worshiping because I had the warm fuzzies of the Holy Spirit or I don't know how you would describe that to somebody, but I think it's cool when I look over and see your family in church and like, oh, they were worshiping together. Rowan was coloring Mm-hmm. Lou was having a nap, and you know, and <laughs> Lou was having guys a nap at church, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Probably um, during the screaming sermon. and crawling. Like, to, to think of that as part of the wor- collective worship experience
0: is
3: that's
2: cool. Is cool, uh, yeah. I think. No, I, and
3: I see value in that too.
0: I would think my favorite forms of of worship would be like. Uh, when I was in seminary, we would often begin our day with the morning matins. Uh, so it'd be like, mm. uh, like fifteen to twenty minutes of liturgy, prayer, and silence. Um, mm. And we would do that as a as a group of people. There would normally just be like ten of us if we uh, were able. Fact to- Fact check: This
2: was in a Protestant seminary.
0: Oh yeah, cool. yeah. But reformed us reformed people. We like those things. That's cool. So, <laughs> what does matins mean? Just morning. Uh, I believe so. Uh, I, I don't know, <laughs>
2: know <that>. so, <laughs> what would actually happen at that time. You would do like
0: a, so we a would, reading together. Yeah. We would do a reading together. We would have, uh, 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 they make plenty of books, uh, with liturgy all laid, laid out. And, uh, uh, so it'd be, it'd be reading usually a Psalm together, um, uh, singing a little bit without music, um, uh, reading the Apostles' Creed or uh, some confessional standard together, and
2: so what would you say about what was it about that that was meaningful to you? The that everybody was doing the same thing, that it was repetitive, yeah. that
0: yeah, well, it was both of those things. Where like I'm a big fan of doing like uh, communal reading and uh, uh, saying things together. Um, but I would also say too, it's, uh, the silence, uh, our lives are not silent enough. So like anytime when there's silence and worship, I take it in because, uh, I'm not very good at self-discipline during the week. Like whenever there's silence, I turn on a podcast, uh, mm-hmm. uh or audiobook or, um, Video games. or video, <laughs> but, <laughs> but... Chew a ha- carrot really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but having those moments of silence is... You don't really get that a lot during the week. Yeah, so I true. really, like... Yeah.
1: Wouldn't it be cool in church if we didn't do music sometimes and just had silence? Like, instead of six minutes of us singing, let's just sit here? Should yeah, we do I, that? I yeah. think it'd be cool to
3: have, like, more <laughs> variety. Yeah. But it's, I think there's some people who just want the repetition. They want familiar songs. They want easy to sing songs. Right. And Mm -hmm. to me, I'm distracted by that, that it's songs that I'm not enjoying. And it's it's not working for me, but there are some people who that is working for. Right. And yeah. So I think it's just important to recognize that too. And maybe it Mm -hmm. is the, yeah, maybe there is more people who have authentic worship during these these periods, then. yeah. I feel like when, that? like
2: in the early church, they didn't have hymns as we know them now. I'm guessing, and at some point, those came around and were replaced by something else. And now we do the contemporary worship style. Like, as that evolves, there's probably always the people that hold on to that, saying this is how we should do it, and the people who say we should be looking for something new. And,
0: mm-hmm. do you, and feel like you feel like we're at the customs all here.
1: You feel like we're 2019, you think like things are going to change.
0: There's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. so probably not okay. Uh, Harpsichord, yeah, (laughs) Uh. but I one of the difficulties I have though is trying to like how often should I do repetition, uh, because I'm a big fan of it. I would actually love it if like a church did almost the same thing on a weekly basis. Like, I'd love Lord's Supper on a weekly basis, I'd love the same liturgy, um, but. At the, like, I know most people wouldn't like that. So I do the Lord's Prayer Weekly. Um And I think some people do struggle with that even. But I'm like, I need something that I can rely on on a weekly basis. Well, then you're not
3: distracted by learning something new or guessing what's coming up next. And, like, I can, I can see that. But can they be liturgies and songs that I like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's okay with it as long as he gets to pick the four yeah. songs. Yeah, that's right.
3: Peter mentioned earlier that, um, you can worship through different acts. Um, like you can be worshiping God throughout the day and in different acts. I've had kind of a, a problem with that. Uh, I guess that, that idea, um, in that like growing up, I, I would say things like I'm playing volleyball to the glory of God.
2: Did you right? believe or, it then when you were saying it?
3: Well, I I think so. But I guess, so. I mean, it's not like I have a huge problem with people saying these things. I'm just trying to be, like, reflecting on those times. I'm not sure if I was truly worshipping just by using my gifts to do something with skill, right? Whether that's, like, painting something or playing volleyball or playing hockey or something like that. I think you can be worshipping in those moments, but I don't think you're just inherently worshipping. Just because you're doing
2: something. Right.
3: So, like, I think there's, to me... And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately for myself is being intentional in those moments. So just going out and doing things isn't worship, but if you do it with intention or even focus
2: or. And would you say like even that. at the time you would be in a state of mind to know that that's worship or would it be like reflecting back? You'd be like, oh, thank you for Well, one the example
3: opportunity. Um, that I really like from like when I played sports as a kid was my team would pray before a game. We would huddle up. It was like a cool it was like a good just a team thing to do, even to come together before a game. But then we would pray and that would set the focus. Right. And maybe not everyone's head was in it. It was just part of our team tradition. But I still really liked that. And I would consider
0: yeah.
3: that moment a moment of worship. Right. And sure. we're we're kind of dedicating this game to the glory of God. And that was intentional. Right. But there are many moments throughout the game where I would say I'm no longer worshiping. I'm playing to impress someone on the sidelines or I'm playing for my own glory or to win, right? (laughs) Like, so I guess maybe it's not even that big of a deal, but I I feel like it can be a big deal when people just kind of like say, I'm using my God-given gifts, so I'm inherently worshiping all the time. And I would just question if if they need to be more intentional about that or – Am I just being judgmental?
1: So can, can you worship without intention in that moment, right? Can you, can yeah. it be disinherit in what you're doing? Right. Peter, yes or no?
0: I'm thinking. Mm. Most of the time I would say intention is incredibly important. So like uh, in, in theology, you would often say that things should be done out of gratitude or Thanksgiving. That's, um, that is your basis for uh, a worshipful action. Uh, but sometimes I wonder too, if, if things are used for it's, I don't know, it's intended purpose or like the result of, of something is, uh, a good thing is, is that inherent inherently worship? And I'm, I'm still thinking about that. Like when I have like a, a wonderful Americano, like this is just like, like this is just uh, the the flavors that are there, the uh, difference which uh, with each americano depending on the bean and and the roast, and it's just like like could that inherently be worshipped just because it's a beautiful and wonderful thing? Um, though we should recognize like the source of all good things. Yeah. Uh, right. So that like is what if
3: you're just thinking this barista is amazing, I love this coffee. Is that different?
0: than a moment of worship. Usually the barista has to be pretty good if it's a good cup of coffee. But like, yeah, it's a, uh, that's a... But other faith
2: traditions might call that like a Zen moment or like where you just are feeling, like other people are tapping into that, right? Where you're...
0: Yeah, though, I think... The difference
2: is, I think, the direction of your gratitude mm, or the, what you're aiming at towards, maybe.
0: And I think also the difference too is recognizing when things are... What they ought to be. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like when you see something that is truly good, you realize, like, this is how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm, that's cool. Yeah. And, and Shalomish. Right? Yeah. And I think, I think when you realize, when you realize that, that is worship, like when you're, like, I don't know, hanging out with a, a family, like uh, having a picnic on a Sunday afternoon, like that's like the way it's supposed to be. And yeah. it's, mm-hmm. uh Yeah.
2: I have kind of always had a pet peeve when people was like, are you, you know, how do you, if you talk to somebody and you find out they're spiritual and they, their worship is hiking on Sunday, like, it's sort of like, it always has seemed almost like an excuse to me. Like I don't really want to get involved in anything that's going to ask too much of me or um, where I have to do what other people are doing. So not that you can't worship in the mountains when you're on a hike, but where that kind of is their worship you don't think that's like a valid? Well,
0: yeah, you know, well, if it's a cop out, is that way? It seems thinking? like a cop out yeah. to
2: me. I, I don't know if I can. Yeah, clearly
0: like hmm. I often think the same thing. Show that distinction. Okay, I'll be entering into hot water saying this, but I Whoa. I often think the same thing within mega church settings is like you can walk into an environment in a very individualistic way. Um, And it can be a worshipful moment, but you don't have to commit anything. You don't have to do anything. Um, And I'm not saying everybody is like this, but it's easier in larger church settings. This could also happen in smaller church settings too, but it's just like, you don't have to like actually do anything difficult. you don't have to like bring meals to somebody's house. you don't have to um like nobody's uh,
2: gonna ask you to volunteer
0: for anything yeah like a pancake breakfast or like what whatever like it it doesn't cause any difficulty and and I think individualism um too much individualism or it doesn't require you to support anybody else is just I don't know. Is it horrible to say it's just lazy? Like mm. it's. Right. And, so then, and
3: it you, sounds like that can happen in the, the hiking scenario and the going to church scenario. Yeah, mm.
2: that's right. Right.
1: I don't, so yeah. communal worship is really just worship. Cause you're talking about community right now.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And how important I, that is to.
0: I think community is one of the most important things with church and probably the thing that's missing the most. Um, and, and it could be I don't know it could be just being a, a single guy like you notice like community moments uh, all the more or the lack of community moments and how that impacts uh, your uh, spiritual life quite a bit and I think churches have to do a better better job at that mm-hmm.
3: maybe a topic for another episode.
0: Ah there we go
3: community
1: If somebody says, uh, church worship's not for me, I can't deal. I'm not going to go to church, but I'm going to go find and worship somewhere else. I'm going to go, um, hiking every Sunday afternoon (laughs) and
2: that's my church. And I feel closer to God there. Um, is that cool? I've heard these arguments like from lots of people. Um, I went through a stage for sure where I thought that I've had these talks with my kids who on and off it's you know, more or less difficult to get them to go to church. And I can only say from my own experience, in order for me to stay focused, to keep God first, I need other Christians to help me do that. I need that for my own accountability. It helps me to see other people celebrating different things to be in. Like, that's why I think a wedding or a funeral also holds a lot of power because you're with Mm -hmm. other Christians often. Or other people doesn't have to be Christians in a setting where you're giving God glory like that. To me, that's what a big part of what church is. So well, a lot that's of those, hard to do without
3: church. A lot mm-hmm. of those uh, those factors that you're listing, um, like community and like hopeful, yeah, um, even focus. Like I think you can get those outside of a
2: church. Like the four walls like a, of a denominational right. church. Yeah, So
3: like, sure. Is there, I guess, a scenario where someone could find, like, maybe should we loosen up what a church is? Oh, yeah, maybe. Right, Like there's home churches. Yeah. Could there be a, like a, I don't know, like a sports team. Traveling. T- or hiking yeah. church. Could there be yeah. a punk show
2: church, please? I guess if could their purpose <laughs> be, <laughs> was you know, the to, to glorify time. God and... In the groups and organizations I've been in, usually like their mission or vision isn't to do that. It's to win the league championship or right. whatever. But yeah, that I think that could happen.
0: I think my biggest concern if somebody goes to church or not is as long as I get paid, I don't really care. <laughs> that's, that's, that makes sense. Actually, just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end here for our, yeah. this episode. And my job is now You're not to get paid. <laughs> Mail
2: your indulgences to. <laughs> no, I,
0: I think one of the most important things with church, and it's something we often forget about because Protestant churches normally don't do these things uh, uh, or remind us of these things on a weekly basis, and that is the um, sacraments. So the baptism and the Lord's Supper, uh, that's something unique to Christian community uh, where like. For the Lord's Supper, it's this idea that we're truly being spiritually fed. It's not just a reminder. It's not just uh, uh, something that that we try to I don't know guilt ourselves into the sacrifice that Jesus made and try to make ourselves feel as horrible as possible. It's this is spiritual food uh, where we are mentally satisfied, mm. and that is something you can't just get on a hiking trip, uh, normally, unless if you're hiking trip. Yeah. Heck of a hike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, so, so those, those sort of things where we emphasize this, um, real, uh, presence of Christ in these, uh, very unique ways. We, you just can't get that, uh, everywhere. And so that's, Great. that's so Chris,
3: happen. in our break, we were talking about the same, a lot of the same stuff. And Chris, you said something like, "Yeah, maybe hypothetically, this is these church scenarios are possible, but or like it's possible to be a Christian outside of like, yeah. belonging to a church." But why wouldn't you belong to a church? Right. I like I like that phrasing of it. Like a lot of those things are just the church is a good place to partake in those things.
2: I think so. of this like it, you could elope and you would be officially married, but why wouldn't you want to invite the people that? raised you and i know like there's circumstances that you don't want those people there i Mm -hmm. on in general like why wouldn't you want to celebrate with the people who are going to support you and hold you accountable and be there when crap gets bad because it's gonna and where you can contribute and help other people do the same thing like to me that's what church is so you could do that in a hockey rink or you could do it in a bar you could do it in a um in a building that calls itself a church, I think. But
0: now I do think it's important to recognize though, people who struggle going to church, it could be, uh, people just need to suck it up and go to church. Uh, but it could also be people been, uh, badly hurt yeah. by church communities. And it's yeah. good to, it's good to recognize that yeah. I totally, I totally understand the pain that church communities can, can cause. And it's, uh, um, yeah. And it could be like a, a major struggle just, to just to go to church. So I think it is. And churches but, are probably the
2: number one place that gloss that stuff over. Oh <laughs> yeah. Shove it under the yeah. rug to it's, keep doing what they're and doing. It mm. actually
0: always, it always amazes me too, that I still like church. Like, uh, uh I don't know. I've, I've been through crappy things with church mm. communities and it's, mm. but is there's still something that I wouldn't, uh, like when we see church as a family, yeah. um, like even, even when churches do you harm, it's, I don't know, you, you don't just give up on your family and that's, that's how I often view, uh, view churches. Mm-hmm. Though if a church does hurt me enough, I do go to a different, different church. Like eventually enough is enough, but.
1: Well, and churches yeah. lose, you know, straight off the path or,
0: yeah. you know. We're send kids to reparative therapy. That's, sure. Yeah, Prosperity, gospel, they or need, whatever. <laughs> they need correction over time, right? Yeah. 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 But it's it's always good to like, like you, when you stick with a community of people through the most difficult times and then the easiest of times, they become your favorite people. Like it's, yeah, you build this strong um, emotional depth with uh, a certain community when you go through easy and difficult, and I yeah. think it's worth it to stick through that, mm-hmm.
3: even if you don't like the same music. Especially, even if you like the same music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want the Gregorian chants. Where are they?
1: <laughs> hey, we've got yeah. one planned for uh, for next
0: Sunday. So. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah. That's uh, two awesome. of them. Oh, yeah. nice.
1: Graham chant Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, that's. Not good. Well, thanks for recapping that for us, Peter. That's kind of a nice way to maybe pause this talk for now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sort of started not really knowing where our talk would go tonight, hey? And there you go. Here here it went. Mm -hmm. Do you guys uh, feel like confessing anything tonight, or what do you think?
3: If you give me a few seconds, I could think of something. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, here's a little jingle. Sometimes I don't feel too guilty about these confessions, and this one I really do. So, um, you know, I do a lot of cleaning in the summer. I don't know if you guys find that you have a little more time to clean the house when you're not teaching, and it's a nice time to get to those jobs that you want to get to. And one of the jobs I want to try getting to is the grout in our bathroom. Mm -hmm. It's not the whitest anymore. You know, it's it's a little rough. So I was cleaning in there a few weeks ago, and um, I was too lazy to go down and get some cloths. (laughs) <laughs> um rags oh, so there's no. a, there's some kids cloths up there yeah a little square you know so i, I grabbed one and I, I it was an older one i was gonna toss it out when i was all done we have a whole bunch so i was like scrubbing the grout on the on the bathroom floor and then i did the toilet as well in and around the toilet and <laughs> with this rag and it was getting really nasty and and, and very dark and gross and smudged and do I, do I have to finish this confession? <laughs> no, we know where Basically, I mean, yeah. like a flipping moron, yes. I hung it back oh on my. the rack <laughs> next to a clean one, thinking, nice. I'll grab that in a sec. And even if I don't, this one's clearly a clean one and this one's not. And then, of course, I forgot about it. Bath time. And Heidi gave Dune a bath and she was washing her. <laughs> 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 and I just, it, all of a sudden. Does said, Heidi know? No, she doesn't know it. Well, she knows. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. I, I said, like, well, what cloth are you using? And she's like, the kid one? I said, oh, but well, one of them I really? use for the bathroom. And she was not happy with me, which is understandable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty darn sure she was using that one uh, in and around June's face. To get, so, like, a weird rash uh, or like your house, pink eye.
0: Uh, yeah. that, that's how you get pink eye. So I feel awful.
1: Um, June has done... Actually, she's not doing great lately, so I don't know. No, she's just... <laughs> <thank> <laughs> since you, she's got out of the hospital, she's no, been she's. good.
2: <laughs> um, my wife got a new car, a really beautiful Ford Escape. Have you noticed that's like every other car on the road is a Ford Escape? No, I've that, noticed It that happens when you buy one, right? When you buy it. Yeah, there's lots of them. Anyway, we drove it out to Vancouver Island this summer, so I was checking out Sirius Satellite Radio stations because you get those free when you buy a new car. Uh, I think it's Channel uh, 83, maybe. That's Joel Osteen Radio. And I don't really know anything about him except pretty sure he's kind of into the prosperity gospel movement. Pretty sure you read about that? (laughs) (laughs) Typically just sort of made fun of him. So I thought I'm going to listen to like 10 minutes and just, you know, laugh and kind of debunk. He got right to my heart. Like in the first eight minutes, I was like, I almost was crying. Spencer's like, what is wrong with you? Everything he said, I was agreeing with. So I quickly turned the channel. No, I finished listening, and it, it 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 took a turn where I I was like, ah, I don't think you should go there. If you probably had like a really good knowledge of um, theology and listened, you could listen to him, I think, and take the good stuff and just go. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But he made me feel good.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, my uh, I have another confession to go along with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joel Osteen is like my favorite theologian. I I read him on a daily basis. <laughs>
2: Okay, okay. I only had eight minutes with him, but I was surprised that at he, one point I was as good enjoying as John it.
0: Calvin, like yeah, <laughs> I never heard his name and theologian in
2: the same sentence before. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a theologian, but he has good stories. He's a well-polished speaker. Peter, well, do
3: you have one, or are you just adding to each of ours? I don't know. I'm, I think hey, I'm just mocking adding us to each of <laughs> <laughs>
0: Making us feel even worse I, 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 than I wasn't we planning do. on that, but that's what's okay. turning into.
3: <laughs> well, I'm, mine was kind of on behalf of all of us, I guess. So it's kind of a cop-out, I'll, I'll admit. But um, a lot of our listeners want us to be less harmonious and be a little more, I don't, I don't think they want us to be aggressive, but maybe less agreeable. And I guess the confession is that we are actually (laughs) like, um, we just stop recording frequently. And, uh, quite often when you hear those little jingles, there's 20 minutes that goes by and that's when maybe we would need to use the bleep button a few more times. And, um, we kind of get it out in those moments and condense that into a five second or three second little jingle for you to listen to. And then we come back harmonious as ever so um yeah maybe maybe one day we'll we'll release because we don't want to get a new email address (laughs) (laughs) right so um yeah that might not yeah just confessing that we we do and we hear you listeners that you like that um maybe we'll they just need a copy of our outtakes yeah we'll just maybe we'll um we don't Maybe always we'll,
1: do that, but yeah, no, but that's when it happens.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's when it happens. It's it's not, in those it's when we say let's take a break, that's when we <laughs> get I, the. <laughs> I, I, I have, have a off.
0: I yeah. have a confession to to go with that. Ooh. Yeah, is I kind of see you guys as my therapist, uh, so that's that's when I rant about. <laughs> the yeah, that's yeah, why you're lying is. down
3: on my couch, and yeah. we're all sitting on folding chairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why we're
0: doing that. <laughs> you know, my my life is fine apart. You guys, I just I just need to rant.
1: Okay, well maybe we'll see you guys again soon. Hopefully we'll have uh have a maybe a guest on the next episode. Sounds good. All right. No more no more comment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Your calling card.
3: <laughs> I got nothing. I have a have a good yeah. day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of something. But it was at the very last second and I Oh man.
1: That was a mess of an ending. <laughs> i <laughs>